Sentire Media. another episode of our podcast. Buongiorno! Today is 3 uh, March, <laughs> March 3rd, and uh, we have to start off the podcast by apologizing for not bringing you one last week, but we had good reason. Yes, our computer, our laptop totally died. So, computer emergencies, no internet, and now we are in a snowstorm, so we'll see when we actually get this posted as well. We actually did record one for last week, but never were able to get it up, and so we thought, let's just start a whole new one for this week. So, here we go. Here we go. But before we start, I have to tell uh, Steve Jobs and Mac, you guys are pretty cunning because you know that once the buyer protection plan runs out, that some major part of your computer is sure to fail, and that replacing that part would be just as expensive as buying a new machine. So, Bravo. Bravo. <laughs> capitalism at work, my friend. So we are snowed in yet again every year since we've lived in Italy. You know, the land of sunshine and uh, sunflowers. We've been had snow in March. So our first winter, it snowed in March, and that was over Easter. And I have pictures of Jason and my sister baking bread outside as the snow's falling in the outdoor pizza oven, the wood burning oven, thinking, oh my gosh, that was our first real uh, lunch and festival that we did. And then... Last every year it's snowed in March, so here we go again. Hopefully, this is the last bit of snow we get because I'm sick of it. I know I'm ready. Like the tulips are starting to come up. I'm ready for spring, and it's freezing. Yes, mm, taking another delicious sip of Sicilian blood orange juice every morning, starting it off right. Best part of waking up is orange juice in your cup. <laughs> So, a lot to talk about. Italy was all abuzz last week with the end of the San Remo Festival. Started in 1953. Um, it's basically the Italian version of Amer American Idol, yeah. I guess. Except these songs are all written by the people who are singing them. Yes, no cover songs. These are all originals. And uh, unlike American Idol, it is not just teenagers. It is from 8 to 80. And a big congratulations to this year's winner, Roberto Vecchioni, at the young age of 67, won the whole thing. So congratulations to him. And it seems like every year they get, um, whoever wins obviously gets a huge recording contract and whatnot. But it's just hysterical because it's on every newspaper. Everyone talks about it. Um, it's The winner goes on to Eurovision, the next... Europe's version of that, and then you'll have a European winner for the whole thing. Oh, I didn't even know that. Let's see. Um, the festival has been used as the um, way of choosing Italy's Eurovision entry from 1956 to 66. The festival has launched the careers of many famous Italian singers, most notably oh. Andrea Bucelli, Giorgia Mietta, Eliza, Laura Pausini. Ah, oh, these are famous people. Uh, Massimo Ranieri. Uh, and then we also found a blog that we really liked, and I'll read you this little uh, excerpt from uh, this Italian guy who wrote a blog entry about it. Every year in March, for a week in Italy, we stop everything. It comes Sanremo, the Italian music festival, a manifestation of Italian song competition. Sanremo is a little-known town be uh, between Genova and the port near the border of France. 
It was started in 1951. There were only four songs. Uh, in 1951, it was the first Italian tra television transmission of the event. Uh, after that, very quickly, it became a the most popular music event in all of Italy. Uh, it is he, this, he compares it to the Super Bowl of, in the USA. And but only, he calls it the Super Bowl. He did call it the Super Bowl. I was gonna. <laughs> I man, know. why did you have to blow the guy up? I was just. I was gonna let that slide because I like his thing. Uh, the Super Bowl in the USA. But this is my favorite part. All the world. Uh, yes, this he is the very best. passionate. All the world watches it, speaks about it. All radios, televisions, and newspapers and Italian blogs write about it. At least a post or a, a, a something. Uh, all about the lives of the singer, gossip, and many other things. San Remo is the only music festival in all the world where is there one contest of unpublished songs. Uh, <laughs> and then he goes on to say, in, uh, every year there's four or five songs from San Remo that become the most popular played in Italy. It's really funny, and if you can YouTube it and check out a uh, clip or something of it, it's really good. And the singers, are, they're awesome. There was there. someone from Urbino. There was, oh, what was that guy's I have name? no idea, but that's why it was really the talk of the area, because someone did really well from uh, our little neck of the woods, so big deal. That was a big deal. So it was fun to watch, and that's the Festa di San Festival of San Remo. Yes. So what else did we do last week? Um, this, last week we pulled down our sausages. Oh the the sausages are done dry, drying, and we put them into uh, vacuum seal packages of four to five sausages in each package. And then they'll last all season. We'll have them all season. So if you guys are going to come out and join us this year, you will definitely have our dried sausages. Oh, they oh. are so good, too. They I, came out really good this year. I think week. they're a little softer and um, a little bit more... <laughs> peppery kick to it. I really like them. Bravo! Bravo! <laughs> uh, other funny things from our area going on this week was, or last week was the uh, wolves. Lots of talk about wolves. Oh, loopy, loopy. Um, the the reason there was uh, lots of... The wolf has been, been blamed for lots of things this year. Yes. The reason why there's less animals to hunt was because of the wolves. Um... There was a rumor that a wolf took a wolf pack took down a deer down the road. But this is just hunter talk. They always get a little stir crazy after the season has closed. Last year it was talk of foxes and they had to go out and do a big fox hunt. I think they just want an excuse to get back out and uh, shoot stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that might be true. But when I went and got my haircut, lots of talk about the fox or the wolves. The wolves, yes. Even Pierangelo was like, oh, have you seen the wolves? And one of our chickens has gone missing. Well, it's presumed dead at this point. But we had a storm not long ago, like a couple days ago where it snowed again also. And I don't know if they just got lost, if it just got lost in the storm or if it got nabbed by one of the wolves. I know. I know. Didn't see any feathers or any attacking, but... Well, it also then snowed, so you never know. You, let's see, what else? Oh, God, you're starting to take your course for the pool. So, um, Italy made a law that, a, a bunch of laws about pools this year, and um, one of them is that someone needs to, with a lifeguard, like the hardcore lifeguard certificate, must be uh, licensed at the pool. So I get to go for the next three months every Wednesday night to Fano, about 45 minutes away, and take this course in Italian with lots of technical <laughs> talk. It's great. But the best part, What's the best after part? all the hours, 
Jason has to do the swim in the mare, in the sea. He has yeah, to Yeah, I have to do all... Baywatch. Do you know, I forgot to tell you. Do you know Baywatch, like, they call Baywatch is an actual term. Like, you make the Baywatch. <laughs> is it hard not to laugh? It is kind of hard not to laugh. Do you just think of David Hasselhoff? I do, because he, okay, so I went to my class yesterday, and the guy was talking about, you know, distractions when you're a lifeguard, and, um... Uh, things that can keep you from saving people and it's not a joke and you know he talks about you know either you're talking on your cellular or you go to get a coca-cola or you're making the baywatch and i was like what the hell does he mean about making the baywatch and he said baywatch in english yeah baywatch and i was like what the hell does he mean by making the baywatch so i'm thinking it's either like like checking the ladies yeah. out, or striking a pose, or something like that. But that was hysterical. Anyway, but um, he's just checking out the beach. Yeah, I'm taking my classes with about twenty other, uh, mostly younger kids. There's one, a old, couple of older guys, but um, we have to swim 500 meters in uh, on Friday, um, and then you have to do a whole bunch of save thing. It's like 10 hours of ocean work, which is. I mean, that's kind of hardcore. Kind of. <laughs> I think it's an overkill for our little for pool. A little, for a little farm's bed and breakfast kind of a little pool, I know. Yep. Oh so, my god. I think I can swim 500 meters, though. We'll have our own David Hasselhoff here, folks. <laughs> but that was Good funny. Watch. And, and um, it's very interesting taking a technical class in a different language because... Um, oh, you also made... I'm sorry to interrupt, but you also said they got such a kick here from New York and they were like, Hey, how you doing? <laughs> Guns bang bang! <laughs> Yeah, 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 that was the big... And then, I just hope they don't ask me to read aloud. <laughs> so that's what I will be doing every Wednesday until the... And, uh, until almost May. But then, I will be a certified lifeguard, which I learned is... Rec- this certificate is recognized internationally. So if the cooking thing... If the cooking thing doesn't pan out, out. <laughs> I can be a lifeguard. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. Keeping the options open. <laughs> um... Fat Tuesday coming up. Oh, nice. Yes. And this year, Piobico is doing a carnival party festival. And What's the theme? The theme is, I don't know if it's a secret. I don't know if I can tell. <laughs> you can let us know. I don't know. I just don't. If you guys don't tell anyone from Piobico if it's supposed to be a secret, if you're listening. Um, the, it's Egypt. Egyptian. Like, Egyptian. Like walk, they yeah. made a big pyramid Humans, for their floats. Sphinxes. So, uh, they're making mummies and everything, so they just really hope it doesn't rain. <laughs> yes, because it's all paper. I think it's a paper mache pyramid. I think so, too. But it'll be great. So, are we going to dress up? Um, I don't know. I keep asking everyone what's your costume, and they kind of look at me like, well, you're, you're an idiot. I, like, the kids dress up, but I'm not going to dress up. So. I know, but then if we go and everyone's dressed up, I feel like, oh. Well, what do you... It depends on the weather. True. If it's cold and crappy, I'm dressing as a cold fat kid <laughs> <laughs> um and then the week after that is the um festival in Apecchio. they always do it after fat tuesday it's death i thought they do it after yeah it's called like uh it's called like dead dead uh dead um more the i don't know we never have our, we never have our information i know ever. fact checkers <laughs> don't check this um but so, I love the Apecchio one. And um, if you pick up Italian Magazine for March, it's all about Carnival. It's great. And I've got a fun article in it all about the <coughs> Apecchio Carnival as well. And the what the 
parade is like and the drunk clown. It's it's a blast. Yes, it is fun. Um, well, I like Apecchio's Carnival Festival because it's really down home. It's in the cafeteria after they do the floats through town. Not the cafeteria, the ball. I'm sorry, not the cafeteria. The, the volleyball, like yeah. indoor volleyball, basketball. Stuff. But they have this these huge floats. They slowly, slowly go through town. And for some reason, I do not know whose favorite song this is, but what's the one song that is on loop? That don't impress me. Oh yeah, the Shania Twain song. (laughs) It was funny at first, and then after like forty-five minutes, it's like, all right, guys, we got to change the song. (laughs) What year is this? Someone really liked that song. I know. And then on the seventeenth of March is one hundred and fifty years of a unified Italy. Yes, Lucazione. So. Fushiani, our friend, we were talking to him, we said, oh, what? yes, how grand, 150 years of Italy. And what was his response? 150 years of vagabondi. <laughs> yes. But he's, Itali- he's, he's a hardcore Italian guy, so he could say whatever he wants. Yes, he says it. He, lo- he makes fun of the bureaucracy and the politics, but he, he loves there Italy. is no he- one more passionate about this area. Oh, my God. He loves it. He doesn't even like to go up to Cortina to the mountains or Sardinia to the islands. He's like, oh, yes, it's beautiful, but nowhere else in all of Italy is as beautiful as here in Apecchio, in this valley. He might be right. But um, it'll be interesting. I want to see what they do or how much everyone gets into it. That's a big deal, 150 years now. Fly the flag. Fly the tricolore. But speaking of how wonderful and grand Italy is, we have a little story about how sometimes Italy cannot Italy can be frustrating and, wait, wait, wait. and difficult sometimes. <laughs> so, All Ashley, right, it's your it story. Away. Take it away. So, we have to, um, for our permesso di soggiorno, uh, permission to stay, we renew it this year. Yes. And uh, in Urbino, there is an office that is for immigration through the police station. And we were um, driving through Urbino, and I thought, oh, we should pop in to see if they have our cards. We never received uh, something saying that our cards came in for this last year. And in typical format, it normally takes a year or they arrive almost uh, expired. So I thought, well, it's fine. So I go in and um, kind of long story short, I'm trying to explain they should have our um, cards. And the guy, they've always been nice to me. Let me preface that. In all of these, all of these offices, I've I've never had problems. And smiling, friendly, oh, ciao, salve, grazie. And the guy, I say, oh, my cards should be here. And he's like, well, even if they are, I'm not going to give them to you today. You would need to come back on Monday between, uh, you know, 9 and 11 or something. And I, he was like, but I don't even think they're here. Impossible. Uh, you don't have this certain receipt. Impossible. And he's just saying this over and over so dramatically. And the guy behind him, one of his colleagues, is like, what is your last name? Bartner? And I said, see. And he goes, ah, Elizabeth. I said, yes, see. And as his co-worker said, impossible. There's no way these cards could be here. His colleague pulls out both mine and Jason in his hands. And I was like, oh, God. Grazie mille, thank you so much. Oh, thank you, you found our cards. And then the one who is, ooh, telling me this is just not going to happen, looks at them and says, ah, scuduta, they have expired. You cannot have them. And I was thinking, oh my God, I need these because we need to show proof that we applied for them and we need to show a copy of them to (coughs) reapply for the new ones. 
And all of a sudden, behind the counter, he starts waving the cards in a really oh, mocky format, going, Skadoota, 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 expired, expired, expired. I am like welling up in tears. I have no idea why he is just being a total jerk. And I come back to the car, I'm just like, oh my god. And he just was like, you need to do the whole process all over again. So I come back to the car, Jason's like, what is wrong? And I'm like, oh, and he goes in and it's just not even worth arguing with the guy. But I wanted to be like, why are you making fun of me? I don't understand. And the other people in the office were saying, we could call, we can do something, you know, and he just wanted nothing of it. I think it was too close to lunch and he was ready to go, but it was horrible that day. So now we have to... Go back. So now we have to go back to Pesaro, fill out the hundred page booklet of the same information we've filled out every single year. Can't do it online. No, Uh, it's just exhausting more than anything. Waiting line, 150 euro plus the Marco de Bolo, which is a. What's a Marco de Bolo? Um, Like a. Like a, a like a stamp. tax stamp uh, for fourteen sixty two. They're all fourteen euro sixty two cents. I have no idea why. But, because when it was a, when they oh, made a lira, yeah, it was a so lira, something rounded. Some, something rounded for lira, but that'll be fun. Can't wait to waste a couple of days doing that. It's just like I walked out there so like deflated. I thought, why does this guy have to be a jerk? Mm-hmm. I love that it arrives. Yeah, and that it arrived there, and he said, "We have no obligation to tell you it is here." And I just thought, oh my god. But the funny thing is, every time, they, they give you an appointment for everything you yes. do with that office. There's no time you just show up to that office, ever. No. So now so now he's trying to tell us that, oh, well, we don't have to tell you they're here. Meanwhile, they're only open for four hours a day in the morning, and you have to have an appointment. And it turns into, like, this ping pong game of going back and forth between Pesaro and Urbino, which is about 30, 40, 30 kilometers uh, the apart, two. yes. And one says, go to the Pesaro office, and Pesaro says, oh no, you live in Arumino, go back to Arumino, they have it there. And it's like, son of a bitch, just give me my card. Just give me the stupid card. I know. But so, that was slightly frustrating. frustrating. But, c'est la vie. Yes, trying to get, but, um... And on that same note, on the same day, we were headed to the hospital in Arumino to yes. visit, um... Uh, our, our neighbor, mom. our neighbor Giancarlo, his mom fell. And Mama Moki. She fell and broke her hip, so we wanted to go and visit her in the hospital. And, and we come uh, through, which goes, oh, never in a million years did I imagine two Americans would come here to visit me in the hospital. Doctors, doctors, come meet the Americans. They have come to see me. <laughs> so it was good to see her. She's in good spirits. And yes, she said she is the worst woman in the hospital. Oh. All the other ladies in here are much better than me. She's got a great sense of humor and doing well, so that's good. But it was just really interesting because you go to the hospital, and she's in a room with one, between one and... There's three beds. Yeah, there's three other beds. So sometimes it's full, sometimes it's just her. There's no TV, so she said she's super bored, because all you could do is, like, read the newspaper and magazines and stuff, and... Not to mention, she asked Jason to, oh, can you move that thing under my feet at the bottom of the bed? And he, we were both thinking, like, what is she trying to have him do? Oh, that's how you get, you have to the crank, hand crank. You hand crank the bed to sit up. <laughs> so, there's that's that. 
have your hand crank in your car. Come on. For the window. <laughs> but, I mean, would you rather have... So, yeah, that, that started in a debate between yeah. us. Or not a debate, not a debate. Question. Okay, uh, so would you rather have, like, the modern comforts of the hospitals in the States where you have, like, flat screen TV, or, like, TV, you've got a room to yourself, your bed's on a remote, you have room service. You have the technology, but... It, and sometimes you, the privacy. But you could go into bankruptcy for paying for your Absolutely, and you're definitely spend. in and out. Where here, you could be here for as long as you would like. As long as you need comfort from the hospital. And... It's free. It's free. <laughs> so, yeah, what what is... what What's better? Are the socialized medicine light here where, you know, you don't have the creature comforts, but you, the doctors and the nurses kind of treat you more... I guess the big difference is it's not a business. It seems like here also they... Oh, God, it's really starting to snow again. It seems like uh, they touch you as a... Uh, <laughs> Should we go back and edit no, that? No, they touch you. And it feels good. And not like a patient, <laughs> either. No, and there's more physical... They yes, treat you like a person. Yes, not just like a number standing back with a clipboard. It's like, hey, how you doing? And a little rub on the arm. And it's nice. We had a guest who... Um, a lot of people have heard the story, read about it online, um, on some of like the reviews. Um, and a wonderful friend of ours now... And she broke her foot while she was here on vacation. Bad. Bad. And had to go to the hospital and had to get a cast and then had to come back two days later to have it uh, be in, to have surgery. <laughs> and then was in the hospital for numerous days after that. She had to change her whole vacation. It was um, really scary because here she is in a foreign country, not speaking the language, and kind of everything is out of her control. And yet, it ended up to be an experience that was um, not life changing for her, but I think it was really eye opening. And I the doctors take care of, took incredible care of her. Uh, everyone wanted to make she, sure she I understood. think she, because her mom or dad was really sick, so she was dealing with a lot of hospitals and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And I think it was really surprising to her the difference between the Italian system and the American system, and. Um, it was free, the whole the whole thing. And she just really had a great experience. I've never had a bad experience. No. Um, you know, yeah, there's not flat screen TVs in the hospital rooms, but the hospitals aren't old. I mean, it's, I don't... No, or absolutely archaic. It's not like these doctors are... Oh, uh, using... what they're doing. <laughs> using a saw to cut it open or something. But, um... But, well, but however, what is funny, it's slightly, not archaic, but, um, Dr. Ganji, our in-house, uh... <laughs> cardiologist um jason was recently sick and had kind of a intestinal stomach i just had like a stomach virus kind of thing yeah and so i was talking to Gaji and said he wasn't feeling well oh he's got a stomach ache and he goes ah okay stomach ache he should be drinking white wine lots of white wine and i said well <laughs> what i said well you know i thought i'd give him some tea and he's like oh no 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 white wine i said he goes has he eaten anything i said yeah I made him some toast, some, you know, something simple, like some crackers. And he was like, oh, no, no, no. He needs to have rice with cheese and butter and more white wine. <laughs> just thought, it's hysterical how totally different, you know? Jason didn't want to, seem to take his... Uh, white wine and no. risotto with cheese and butter. <laughs> he stuck to the tea and toast and was fine. Yeah. But 
just the little differences. It's kind of funny. Speaking of the Godster, we went to his birthday party last weekend. Yep. 62 years old. 63. Ha- oh, 62. You're right. Yeah, we're the 30 years apart. Yeah. Uh, happy birthday, Dr. Gachi. Yes, he got National a- Treasure. We got him a um, really awesome hardcore tree pruner that extends to four meters so he can get the top branches. He loves to, pr- well, it's pr- tree pruning time, and he doesn't have a uh, one for the tops. And this way, I don't have to get up on a huge ladder. And yes. He likes to, to make Jason tree. Monkey climb up the tree. Like, keep going, keep going. He's like chewing on a cigarette from the ground in a you know, total terra firma, and he's sending Jason higher up to a farther out branch. <laughs> we were cutting trees down two weeks ago, and he had me cut this one tree down. I'm like, God, you get out of that! Get out of where you're standing because the tree's gonna fall right on top of you. No, 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 cut! Just cut, cut, cut. So I cut down. <laughs> sure enough, the freaking tree's going to fall right on him. He dies underneath. It <laughs> gives me a look like the hell did you make it fall that way? I know. For? And he told me later it's because he cut it the wrong way. <laughs> I know he thought that. I go, God, you're standing right underneath the tree on the downward slope of the hill. What are you doing? I'll be fine. I'll be fine. <laughs> I said, I heard you almost got hit by a tree. He's like, yeah, because Jason doesn't know how to cut it the right way. <laughs> what a ball buster. I know. That's the godster. That is the godster. So, anything else? Uh, what else? What Let's else? Let's talk about some of our favorite proverbi or like our funny sayings. Oh, okay, so we're going to continue our um, word of the week or Proverbs. Oh, well, just the phrase that pays. The phrase that pays, <laughs> that's right. So we have a few for this week. Uh, we're going to do... Some- I think we, some of them might be refreshed. Like, we, I think we might have gone over them or said them in passing, but we had some requests to bring them up and to discuss further, so... Um, all right, the first one. Baciamo le corne. So that would be for us, well, to literally translate... Let's, Let's make, make the, the horns. horns. And if you, you make the horns by, like, um... Like, hook them horns. Yeah, like, like to you, like, uh, yeah. uh the longhorn exactly. side of your hands. <laughs> that, that, goes, <laughs> that goes out for you there, Will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and it would be for us, like, knock on wood, so... Yeah, to ward off the bad spirit. Yeah. So if you were talking about, um, one funny thing I remember reading in one of those Tim Parks books was when the insurance agent came over and they were trying to sell them life insurance... And the guy was explaining the policy, and every time he would say, in the case that oh. you lose an arm, facciamo le corne, or you uh, become gravely ill, facciamo le corne. The house is on fire. The house is on fire. So each time he says something that's negative, you have to make the horns to ward the bad spirits off. I guess knocking on wood. Yeah, totally. I like that one. Uh, in bocca al lupo. Yes. So this is like... Break a leg for hunters and um, for anyone. You yeah. wouldn't say uh, you wouldn't say good luck. No, that's why I say it's like break a leg. You wouldn't say good luck to the theater. <laughs> <laughs> and what does Invoca Lupo translate to? Uh, in the mouth of the wolf. And, and so when someone says, "So I'll pretend I'm going out hunting today," ah, uh, 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 oh, ciao, Ashley. Invoca Lupo. Crepe a Lupo. Crepe a Lupo. And crepe is. Death to the wolf. Yes. So, in the mouth of the wolf, and the response is... To, yeah, death death to, of, the of the wolf. Obviously, I think no further explanation is needed. <laughs> um, <laughs> it explains itself. But if you were a mariner, I wouldn't yes. say 
in Vocalu. No, you're going out fishing for the pescatore. Un culo a la baline. In the ass of the whale. In the ass of the whale. How beautiful. But also, like, que culo, you could say for what luck or what an ass. So maybe it's like the luck of the whale. That is, yes, and. (laughs) (laughs) Bravo. (laughs) And on that, (laughs) take it home. All right, bring it home, Ash. Give give out all of our uh, information. All right. You can find us at latablamarque.com to make a booking for a wonderful cooking holiday. You can find us at latablamarque.blogspot.com for all of our recipes, day trips. Oh, we just did a great post on on hand-printed linens. Um, made in Emilia Romagna, which is an absolutely great post. It tells the whole story of hand-carved um, pear wood stamps. stamps that then they use an incredible mix of z- z- um, z- they they use um, iron, flour, and vinegar to make the color of this rust color. And this is how we make our uh, aprons for our cooking classes. And it's just a great story of a family who's been doing it for seven generations and a little bit of their beautiful, story. Beautiful little shop. If you're yes. ever driving through there, it's kind of cool. Oh, just exquisite linens. Anyway. Not, not, not cheap. Not cheap. Not cheap. Not cheap at all, but gorgeous handmade. Yes. And so you can find us at La Table Marche, L-A-T-A-V-O-L-A-M-A-R-C-H-E.com or .blogspot.com. Or you can also at find Twitter. At Twitter. Yes. Thank you guys so much for listening and keep on... Um, keep the comments on yes. iTunes and the ratings on iTunes and comments uh, to us or things you want to talk about. Keep them coming and we will work them in. And um, that's it. What? Thank you. Oh, a little shout out to Renato. Thank you for, so much for your Proverbs poster you sent to us. Um, it is an absolute treasure. From the foothills of our little house in the Peony Mountains. Thank Peony you, guys. Benji. See you guys. Talk to you guys next week. Ciao. Sentire Media. Hey, podcast producers and show hosts. Do you want to join a podcast network that celebrates all things Italian? At Sentiri Media, we understand the allure of Italy and its unique culture. Our devoted team of hosts and producers are all driven by their shared passion for Italy. And we work tirelessly to create the best lifestyle podcasts and content that will whisk you away to the very heart of Italy. With us, you can savor the mouth-watering flavors, get lost in the stories from the past, break down the cultural barriers, and truly immerse yourself in the vibrant traditions of this intoxicating country. If you have a great podcast idea or are already in production and would like to join Sentire Media, head over to sentiremedia.com, that's S-E-N-T-I-R-E media.com, and find out how to submit your show.